Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you, we bless you. As we continue our teaching, our recitation, part two today, examples of recitation in the Bible. Daddy, please open our eyes to the revelation of your word. Give us great and mercy to obey your word unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. For those that are joining up for the first time, it is important you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can be a beneficiary of everything we are going to do today. So say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe I am a sinner and I believe that you have died for my sin. I open my heart unto you, Lord Jesus. Please forgive all my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Grant me grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Father, I pray for as many that have confessed you today as Lord and Savior. Please, Daddy, forgive their sins in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write their name in the book of life. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, grant them grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. You are welcome to the Christian food. Please get a Bible, study the Word of God, and obey the Word of God. And prayerfully join a Bible-believing church. I pray the Lord God Almighty will lead you to the local church where you will hear the sound Word of God that you will make heaven at the end of the day. The Word of righteousness, holiness, faithfulness, humility. These are the key we all need to make heaven. You will not miss heaven in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I will not miss heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, a sample of restitution. Don't forget, in part one, we look at what is restitution. Then from there, we move forward to look at type of restitution. And from there, of course, we look at how to carry out our restitution. That one is very, very vital. It must be done prayerfully according to the leading of the Spirit in obedience to the Holy Spirit. It must be done in the fear of the Lord. So it's who you listen to it. I also look at what must be restituted. What must be restituted. So today now we are looking at examples of restitution in the Bible. So that you know that restitution is a thing that has been both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. So we are starting with the Old Testament. Number one, we're looking at Prophet Samuel. Prophet Samuel did not see or wrongfully taking anything from the children of Israel as their leader, but openly he challenged them that if he has taken anything from any one of them, the person should come out and, of course, he will restore it back. What a transparent leader. For a leader to come out, challenge his congregation. If there be anything I've taken from any one of you, come out. Challenge me openly. And of course, I will do my restitution immediately. Let's look at that scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12 verse 1 to 5. 
As Samuel said unto all Israel, Behold, I have hearkened unto your voice in all that you said unto me, and have made a king over you. And now, behold, a king walketh before you, and I am old and gray-headed. And behold, my sons are with you, and I have walked before you from my childhood unto this day. Behold, here I am, witness against me before the Lord. And before his anointed, whose horse have I taken? Or whose ass have I taken? Or whom have I defrauded? Whom have I oppressed? Or of whose hand have I received any bribe to blind my eyes? Wherewith? And I will restore it you. Verse 4. And they said, Thou hast not defrauded us, nor oppressed us, neither hast thou taken aught of any man's hand. Verse 5. And he said unto them, The Lord is witness against you, and is anointed is witness this day, that ye have not found aught in my hand. And the answer, he is a witness. I pray that the Lord will bring the leadership and the leaders in the body of Christ to this level in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That will be totally transparent, challenge our congregation. Is anything I've done wrong, let the enemy come out I come and challenge me. And I will do the needful. So that's his restitution day. But unfortunately for the children of Israel, he has not taken anything from them. He has not defrauded them of anything. So if I've taken it, I will return it back. I will return it back. But there was nothing he has taken from them. Another person is David. David fulfilled restitution of his wickedness. He pronounced it. But he never knew he was the one. I would like to read it also, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1 to 6. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 1 to 6. And the Lord sent Nata unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a the many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing save one little ale lamb, which he had bought and nourished up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of its own meat and drank of its own cup, and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveller unto the rich man and a spear to take of his own flock and of his own health, to dress for the welfare man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamp and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that had done this thing shall surely die, even pronounced death sentence on himself. Verses, And he shall restore the lamp. How many times? Fourfold. You know, we look at types of restitution in part one. Fourfold was one of them. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. He had no pity. So that was King David there. He restored back fourfold because he pronounced it. But the one that will notify was that later, later went forward to tell him that he will not die. That verse 7, and later said to David, Thou art the man, to say the Lord God of Israel, I anointed the king of Israel, and I delivered the art of the hand of Saul. So he went for that to pronounce all the judgment that would befall him, but he told him, You are not going to die. But the most important thing we are looking at here is that David restored back fourfold, fourfold what he did against 
Uriah, his servant, the husband of Bathsheba. At this time, Uriah has died. Uriah has died at this time because if you kill him with the sword of the children of Ammon, you destroy him completely. Through the instrumentality of Joab, his army commander. But according to the word of the law, we were told that with his mouth, he pronounced fourfold restoration. Fourfold restoration, which was fulfilled. Which was fulfilled. Number three. Another type, another example of restriction we saw in Luke 19. I remember I read this. This now is New Testament. Let's go to the New Testament. Luke 19, I read it in part one. This is Bible study. Don't forget our memory verse. I will still go back to our memory verse. It's about to start with memory verse just to remind us. Luke 19, verse 8. Luke 19, verse 8. Zacchaeus restitution. He is a mighty child of God. He gave out half of his goods, wealth and riches, you know, to take care of the poor in the church. And if you take anything wrongfully, he restore fourfold. This is totally in agreement with the word of God and of course contrary to the rich fool in the book of Luke 18, 18 to 26. Who we bag, who we pack all his good together. He ate everything, pulled his band down, built another one. Didn't think about the poor. But here is a man who give half of his good to the poor. But today, when we see the poor in the church, we turn our eyes away from it. God have mercy on us. Some of us that have this so-called money, God did not put money in your hand to take care of yourself alone. He said, "I will bless you, and I will make you bless you. You are a channel of blessing to others." What in your possession is not your own. It's God. You are just a caretaker. So if you don't distribute the word of God accordingly, one can pay dearly with his own life. Because if God asks you to give us something and you are still giving that thing in your possession, you are already a thief. And not you enter, you must understand the mystery of giving. Because a give, in other words, the word has gone forth. That moment God says give, that thing is no longer your own. So if you are keeping it in your possession, you are keeping illegal goose. You are keeping time bomb in your care. And that thing can lead to hell if somebody should die without carrying that because it's an act of disobedience. It's an act of disobedience. Let's look at it. Luke 19, verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him for food. For food restitution. That is serious. For food. Restitution. Number three. I mean number four now. The restitution of rich Jews to the poor and slave Israelite. The restitution of the rich Jews to the poor and slave Israelite. In the book of Nehemiah, something, when the children of Israel just came back, you know, from captivity, of them, and we realize that the rich among them, instead of them to help them, they turn it around to slavery. Everything they have given out to them, the poor could not pay back. 
And as a result of that, they have to dispose them of their belongings. Landed property, even some of them, they take their children as slaves to come and pay for the death of their father. And when Nehemiah heard that, it was very, very wrought against them. How can you do this against your brethren that just came back from captivity? You should not even show any pity to them. He now told them, he said, if they do not want to be destroyed, say the way I'm shaking my laps right now, that what Nehemiah was. He said, as the way I'm shaking my two laps together, if you don't want to be shaken out of the nation of Israel and out of the land of the living, everybody should restore back to his brethren what they have taken unlawfully from them. You know that these people are poor. And because of their poverty, you know, the higher borrow one thing or the other from you. And now, if they, if they cannot pay back, you shall be patient with them. You know, until they be able to pay back. Rather, you went ahead of them to begin to dispossess them of their belongings and of their property and of their little resources, even of their children, taking them slavery. See, for what? Nehemiah was angry. See, if you don't return it back, this is the judgment that will befall all of you. You can see that in Nehemiah chapter 5, 1 to 13. But I can't read everything because of our time. I will read just verse 11 to 13, the judgment. Restore, from 11, Restore, I pray you, to them, even this day, their land, their vineyard, their olive yard, and their houses, also the hundred part of the money, and of the corn, the wine, and the oil, that ye exact of them. Then said they, we will restore them, and we require nothing of them. So we will do as thou say. Then I called the priests and took an oath of them, that they should do according to this promise. Look at verse 13. Also, I shook my lap. I shook my lap and said, So God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise, even thus be he shaken out and empty. That is serious. And all the congregation said, Amen. And praise the Lord. And the people did according to this promise. To be empty means to die. So restitution is not a light thing. Many people joke at, as we have it today in the body of Christ. It's a message that is very dry. A lot of people don't even talk about it. We are going to be seeing the benefit of restitution in part three. So these are part of the benefit in that verse 13. So if one does not carry out restitution, the cost invested in Nehemiah 5.13 can come upon the person because it was pronounced under the entrance of the Holy Spirit even against the children of God. And thank God all of them. They restituted immediately everything they've taken from their brethren. Everything the rich have taken from the poor was to rest back. So don't forget, if you're a rich man out there, you were asked to give out something to somebody and you are struggling with God that thing is no longer your own. You are playing with the judgment of God in Nehemiah chapter 5, verse 13, apart from other things. So don't show with it. Here these people collected from the rich, borrowed from them, so many things, money, you know, properties, investment, due to what is other, they could not pay back. And the rich have to Take slavery of them. 
by beginning to exact them and exhort them of the little they have. Even they took some of their children as slaves to come and work for the money of their parents. So the man told them, my dear, you are playing with fire. But thank God, they all obey Nehemiah and they carry out the necessary restitution. I pray for you, listen to me today, that you will do all your necessary restitution in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Number five, Ben-Handa, the king of Syria, returned back to Israel. What they have stolen. This is serious. Here now, a foreign king who is not the child of God is returning back to the children of God what they have taken from them. Let's go to 1 King 20. 1 King 20, verse 34. And Ben-Hadad said unto him, The cities which my father took from thy father I will restore, and thou shalt make street for thee in Damascus, as my father made in Samaria. Then said Ahab, I will send thee away with this covenant. So he made a covenant with him and sent him away. Ben-Hadad restored back to Ahab everything the father have taken from Israel. This is wholesome. This is the enemy now restoring back to us what they have taken from us. So shall it be that everything they've taken from you from me shall be restored back speedily in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Remember, there was a fight here anyway. There was a fight here that Ahab had to conquer the king of Samaria. So in a bid for his freedom, he promised to return back everything they've taken. And Ahab let him go. He said, I hold you by this promise, which later was fulfilled. Number seven, or number six rather, number six, the Shunammite woman's land, houses, and others were also restored back to her restitution. Because when there was famine, the woman, the, the, the woman ran away according to the word of Elisha in order to go and hide where he can nourish herself and her child. And after the famine, before she came back, they have taken all her belongings, all her property has been taken away. But the king gave order through the help of Elisha that everything that I've taken from her should be restored back to her immediately. And all those that took it, they did their restoration by returning back to her everything that had been taken away from her. Second King 8, 1 to 6. I'll quickly go through it. It's Bible study class. Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he has restored to life, saying, Arise, go thou and thy household, and sojourn wherever thou can sojourn. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household and sojourn in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seventh year end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines. And she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king told with Gehazi, servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great thing that Elisha has done. Look at verse 5. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king, how he had restored a dead body to life. That behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her household and for her land 
And Gehazi said, My Lord, O king, this is the woman. And this is her son, from whom Elisha restored to life. Verse 6. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her the certain officer, saying, Restore, restitute all that was hers, and all the fruit of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. Her land, the fruit, everything they have taken was restored back to her. That is restitution. Don't forget our definition of restitution. It's you making things right. Returning that that you have stolen, either knowingly or mistakenly, or restoring back what is not yours, that is in your possession. That is in your possession. David, out of wrong accusation number seven, also restituted what he did not take. You see that in Psalm 69, verse 4. Psalm 69, verse 4. David also do restitution, carry out restitution of even many things he didn't take. And why people normally do some of this restitution because of their children or because of their family member? You understand? Some will redeem it, they will even pay money. They will pay money, the Lord, I don't know what my children may be owing, my wife may be owing, and the head of the family, I'm taking this amount, dropping it as a restriction for whatever my family have taken, or my wife or my children, knowingly or unknowingly. You value it. And it is also good, you talk to your family member, you have taken it that is not your own, please return it back. If you can't locate the owner, let us go before the Lord and restitute this thing. Because the word of God is so strong. You can't don't look down upon it when the generation of people want to hear what they want to hear. And my dear, that thing that I don't want to hear is what you, re- you really need most. The one you don't want to hear is the one you really need most that will help you to run this Christian race to safety. It's not about serving God. It's you serving God and making heaven. How does it profit to serve God and go to hell? Is that on, is that, is, is that on foolishness or what? It's not, for, it's not wisdom and it's not funny at all. Why are you serving God? Have you sit down and asked yourself, why am I serving God? Is it just to enjoy the benefit of Christianity or what? You will not end up where the devil will end up in Jesus' mighty name. We are living in an era that when people see messages that we torment their enemy. Yes, that's what they want to hear. But when the message that we build them up comes, they turn it aside. Don't run from those messages. It's what you need most. Your growth is very, very important. Because if you are not growing, then that person is depreciating. It's depreciating. You must grow. You must discover your ignorance. And no more. It's very, very vital. Growth or growing is a continual discovery of one ignorance. Knowing what you do not know. It's what makes you to grow in the Lord. And it's messaging like that will help you to grow. Psalm 69, verse 4. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that will destroy me, being my enemy wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restore that which I took not away. Look at that. Even what he did not take, he said, I restore. So now, what of those that actually take or took what, be- what, what does not belong to them? Are you not going to return it back for your own good? For your own good. 
don't make the part of the cover. We're looking at the benefits, the benefits of restitution. And I'll lay emphasis on one of the benefits within it. Act 3, as we go back to look at our memory verse. Before we go back to the memory verse, let's look at Judah is carried. Restitution. Some of them know that Judas carried this restitution. He did it perfectly. The only mistake that man made is because he went ahead to commit suicide. Judah Iscariot did his resolution perfectly before he died. If not only he went ahead to commit suicide, he would have made heaven. Because the sin of Judas Iscariot is nothing compared to the sin of Peter. Peter did the resolution also because he denied the master. He resulted by repenting, confessing and repenting and returning back to the Lord. But Judas Iscariot, he restored, he confessed, he repented. After that, he went ahead to commit suicide. So that is, the, that is the difference. The sin of Peter is worse than the sin of Judas Iscariot. The mistake that Judas Iscariot made is that he went ahead to commit suicide, which he ought not to have done. You have not had to take your life. He ought not to have done that. He's about to return back to the apostles. He committed the sin of betraying. But Peter committed the sin of denial. Tell me the one that is, is the greatest. To swear with an oath. To curse 30 times. Say, I didn't know Jesus. But when the master looked back, eyeball the eyeball, the man burst out in tears. He cried. He repented and returned back to his food. That's what God is explaining from us. When you sin, repent and return back to base. Let's look at that. Matthew 22, 3-5. Matthew 22, 3-5. He's paying me so much for Judas Iscariot, honestly speaking. For that man to walk with Jesus Christ, he ended up in hell. Matthew 22, 3 to 5. And sent forth a servant to call them that were bidding. No, this is not where I'm actually looking for. I'm looking for where Judas Iscariot carried out his restitution. I'm going to try and look for that scripture. I'll try and look for that scripture. Think. Let me check. Okay, let me read one. Let me read one in Art of Apostle. One in the Art of Apostle. How he returned the money back and later he went ahead to commit suicide. I pray for you. You will not commit suicide in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter the height of your sin, the height of your iniquity. All Jesus Christ asks you to do is to repent. Is to repent. You have no right to take anybody's life. And you have no right to take your own life too. That is the truth. Because Jesus Christ has paid the price. Has paid the price for our sin. So there's no right any man has to take his own life. Life. You have no right to take your own life. That is just the truth. I will, I, will, I, will, I will get that scripture later where Judah is carried out restriction by returning 
the money back to the Sahendri. Return the money back to the Sahendri. And the people also refuse to collect it. Okay, yes. Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Matthew 27 from verse 3. From verse 3, it's not 22, it's Matthew 27. So take note of that from verse 3. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. Look at that. And brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders, saying, I have seen in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to that. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hung himself. That is the problem. He went and hung himself. Verse 6. And the chief priest took the silver pieces and said it is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. So the guy returned the money back. He returned the money back. The money I can call bribe, which is tormenting our nation Nigeria today and tormenting even the church, the body of Christ. Stop collecting bribe. The Bible call it price for blood. The meaning of bribe here. The Bible call it the price for blood because Judas Iscariot was bribed to betray Jesus. So that money is called price for blood. If you don't know the meaning of bribe. Bible call it price for blood here. I pray God will give you revelation knowledge and understand what it means. So Judas Iscariot carried out, he did the restitution. It's in the Bible. He returned back the money. Though they did not add it again to the normal treasury money. They say it is price for blood. It is not lawful to even tamper with it again. So are you not going to do your restitution, child of God? Say, Father, I've had your word once again, no. Have mercy on me. Help me to carry out all my restitution. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to carry out my restitution. Help me, Lord, to carry out my restitution in the name of our Lord. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Help me, Lord. I have no power of my own. The one I have forgotten, remind me. Remind me, no God. Help me to carry out my restitution. I don't want to go to hell in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me to carry out my restitution. Help me to carry out all my restitution in the name of our Lord Jesus. Help my wife, help my children in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth to carry out all our restitution. To carry out all our restitution in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me, O Lord. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help my family, help my ministry to carry out all our restitution in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me, Father. Help me, El Shaddai, to carry out all my restitution. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help me, Daddy Lord, to carry out all my restitution. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Our memory verse, don't forget, is Acts chapter 3, verse 21. Whom the heaven must receive under the time of restitution of all things. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets, says the word because you can see that restitution was mentioned by all the prophets of God in the Bible. So it's not a light issue, it's a deep 
issue that we must tackle with all sincerity. He said, whom the heaven must receive until the time of resurrection. So, which means that if you do not restitute all things, you may not enter heaven. You may not enter heaven. If a believer did not do all restitution, heaven will be shot against that believer. Because in the word of God, he said, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things. So, the people that heaven will receive are those people that have done all their restitution. And you know they follow immediately after your salvation experience. Restitution is to follow immediately afterward your salvation experience. And you carry restitution also every day. There was a brother who went to hell because of this similar issue of restitution. You know, his, his, his calling was, we were working together in an office, so his friend died. So when the friend died, and they used to be best friends, so the company contributed money, they gave it to him. To assist the family of his friend. Because he was in that need, he borrowed the money. He didn't deliver the money to the family. He used it. Until the time he died, he could not return that money back. And when he died, his friend that owned the money, that was about to give the money to the family, appeared before the children of judgment. And telling his friend, why did they not give his family member the money the company contributed. He couldn't talk. And because of that singular act, he was banished to hell. Read it. Four hours interviewing in hell. I see that book. It's tied to four hour interviewing in hell. He talk about believers that went to hell because of little, little, minor, minor, minor mistake. Thing that doesn't count. That were looking down upon today. The brother went to hell. Another one took a stick of matches. A stick of matches, just a stick of from his neighbor. They used to use their property together, their neighbors. So there are times this one will take salt, this one will take onion, this one will take this one will take that. So this one now he took a stick of matches from the matches of his neighbor, you know, to light his stove when he wanted to cook. So she thought it was just a lighting, she didn't even tell her neighbor because they are used to taking things that belong to each other without telling themselves. And if they want to know, they will tell themselves, this woman died because of stick of matches. Just a stick of matches. Somebody went to her. Buy that book and look for it too. Four hours interviewed in her. It's a must for every believer to read that book. When you read that book, nobody will tell you to be serious with your spiritual life. You don't take everything for granted. I don't want to tell people, my, my children, even my disciples, say, don't take something that belongs to somebody else without taking permission. If you take something that belongs to another person else, without expect permission from that person, in the sight of God, you have stolen. You have stolen. That's, that's how God says it. So we should be very, very careful, children of God. I pray that we will not serve God in vain in the name of our Lord Jesus. You that listen to me, you will not serve God in vain in the name of Jesus Christ. I me preaching to you, I will not serve God in vain in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We receive grace to carry out all our restitution. In Jesus Mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Threefold amen. 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 Please share the word of God with as many people as possible. Don't keep it to yourself. As you are doing that, the Lord Himself will bless you richly in the name of Jesus Christ. Our watchword for this month will remain John 5 25. John 5 25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Jesus called those things that be not as though they were.
So call everything you want in your life back to life. Every good thing that I've done. They will listen to you. They will hear and they will release your virtue. They will release your promotion. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Stay blessed. We'll see you in part three. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.